The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Got my little buddy with me here in Madison. Happy hump day to you, Dom. Hey, happy hump day to you, Crudy. Nate, working hard on the board. Thank you today. And of course, our audience, thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. I'm going to hurt your brain right don't, from the get-go. Don't, man. It hurts already. Math on the radio, Dom. I don't do that. If you were to reduce six out of eight, you know, like a fraction, six over eight. What does that reduce to? That would be what three over four, which would be seventy-five percent. Excellent, Thank excellent. You, you think I'd be better at it? I've been looking at numbers all day, but yes, seventy-five percent. An NBA. <laughs> but the fact that you can do that simple computation on the air under pressure, <laughs> I appreciate it, Don. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was coming. Here in the great state of Wisconsin, I know. I let you. <laughs> I gave you the answer. I I did the Donna Brazil. But here's the point. In the great state of Wisconsin, we've got eight congressional districts. Republicans hold six of them. This math doesn't make any sense unless somebody's cooking the books. Ah, oh, come on, Curdy. The Republicans will tell you better candidates and better policies. Better ideas? Yeah, man. That's what Voss used to say. And, you know, the the challenge has gone forward all the way to the Wisconsin Supreme Court on the state legislative maps and there's furious map comparison going on by highly paid outside consultants we'll talk about that in just a bit but dom there is a new lawsuit a new challenge to the constitutionality of the congressional maps that seem seem to favor republicans and here's why six out of eight let's let's think about some of these Finer candidates with better ideas. Oh, okay. Uh, can I start my favorite? Yes. Who's your favorite Republican? Oh, any, well, <clears throat> I'll let you pick how you're going to play this, Tom. Glenn Grothman. Glenn Grothman. Yeah. Ma, the meatloaf. Oh, the UFO guy. Well, we didn't get to that. People <laughs> might not even know that Glenn has a new affinity for the UFOs. Well, at least he likes not so much keeping the government open, but the UFOs. He likes some aliens, just the ones from outer space. Oh, I see what you did there. So Glenn Grothman, he's one of them. He didn't even have a congressional opponent the last time. Uh, And he has been what recorded as, if I recall, the most Trumpiest Trumpster in Congress. He is. Yeah, okay. And his district, last time we checked on, about plus 20 Republican. So there's some job security, (laughs) probably, under the the current current map scenario. Let me throw out my favorite one. The insurrectionist hothead screamer at teenagers, <laughs> Derek Van Orden. 
from Wisconsin's third. That's the southwestern portion. And then sort of a thumb part jamming over to uh, Wisconsin Rapids. And uh, I'd like to point out, Civic Media's got a number of news talk radio stations oh. playing in that district. Five different markets in the fifth, uh, pardon me, the third CD, five markets, Civic Media. You can hear us in La Crosse. You can hear us in Eau Claire. You can hear us in Wisconsin Rapids. You can hear us in Richland Center. Ah, nice. There's probably one more. Can you on. hear us, Derek Van Norden? Okay, that's two. Two so of the six. Derek Van Norden. I I realize he won the election, but I hardly perceive him to be a better candidate or having better ideas on really any topic. And any topic. And he's a carpetbagger. But that's two of eight. And that's, you know, if we were talking about the Democrats, we'd be stopping right there. Pocan yep. and Gwen Moore. That's Mark Pocan, Gwen Moore. That's all we get. That's it. Milwaukee and Madison. And everybody else supposedly is Republican. Or at least that's how the math plays out. Six of eight reduced to three out of four, 75%, Don tells us. Let's name another one, Dom. Mike Gallagher. Oh, before we, I, I would actually throw Gallagher in with the less crappy on the scale of, you know, growth men to, to. I, I mean, to compare him to all the other Republicans, I would say he is the highest quality Republican congressman we have. In the state of Wisconsin, our, currently serving. Yes. Gallagher. Gallagher. Because I was going <laughs> to, I was going to bring back. You know, play him like you got him, Tom. I was going to bring back Scotty Fitzgerald. Oh, no, no. He'd be lower on the He's list. got the old Sensenbrenner seat. First, it was Jim, and now it's Fitzy's. And Fitzy. Wasn't him or his, one of his staff members or, uh, opened up the locked capital during COVID so the fraudulent electors could do their deeds? Well, that was State Senator Fitzgerald, who apparently At the time. reportedly had staffers allow the fake electors into the Capitol, you know, with armed guards, es uh, armed escort, clandestine. And, and who was the other? And someone was recording it. Who was that guy? Jeez, bro. We didn't even know who he was. We just let him in and record the whole thing. Well, that's what Andrew Hitt said, <laughs> the former Republican Party <laughs> chairman, right. great state of Wisconsin. But the guy that came up with the scheme, you know, the January 6th scheme, the fake electors plot scheme. Jeez, bro. He was right there in the Wisconsin State Capitol with the fake electors, he Dom. could not have been there, according to my understanding, without the help and assistance of then-State Senator Fitzgerald, now a congressman. And then Congressman-elect Fitzgerald went to D.C. and was sworn in and then challenged the Electoral College votes cast. He would have challenged Wisconsin had the, the opportunity. He, of course, was elected on the same ballot he wanted to challenge everybody else's ballot was, was totally fraud and wrong, but mine was totally fine. Don't worry about it. Super duper the yeah, fifth. Yeah. It worked out great for me. Right. But Biden is not the president. So we're up to about half the congressional contention, Tom. Did did we mention Tom Tiffany up in the seventh? Uh, we, we just did. Toxic Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom has got an illustrious career, and he joined the U.S. Congress just in time to Challenge the outcome of the U.S. election in 2020. Oh, what about his election? Did he was he worried about that? No, no, no he no, was no, fine okay. with his. Okay. okay, also okay with the outcome in the seventh. You know, better people up in the seventh. Um, but but Biden more integrity could not have won. Oh no, no got to no, challenge no, that. Of course, okay, okay. So we got Tom Tiffany, and then there's there's the guy from you know the first Brian Style. Brian Style. Yeah. He was he, what the driver to Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's coffee boy. 
something of that sort. <laughs> he he moved his way up through the Republican congressional aide ranks, won, you know, the Hunger Games or whatever, and got to be the congressman from the first CD. So I understand, you know, there's a couple of them with a little bit of curb appeal. Let's breeze. Okay, Gallagher. There's Gallagher. There's Mike Gallagher out there. Right. Okay. He's got a distinguished service record. And then there are the five others. The five others, Tom, and I refuse to believe that this is the result of fair elections. Better candidates and better ideas. And highly gerrymandered <laughs> districts, Tom. You know, once upon a time, we actually brought to the attention of the public, and it was at the very same time they're rolling out the lawsuits against the legislative BAMPs, 2014 timeframe. Took us a long time to break that story down. You paid money first. I had to Attorneys. hire an attorney. Uh, Rebecca Mason, attorney at law, was my fine counsel as I threatened the then Government Accountability Board who was being unresponsive to my request for um, not freedom of information. That would imply federal open records request. Took them 14, 15, 16 months to re respond to my that full se request. Seems like a long time. Seems like someone was dragging their feet down. But once we got those documents from the Government Accountability Board, what it demonstrated to me and anyone that read my little write-up of it, all of the congressional maps in the state of Wisconsin were unconstitutional, Tom. What? They're supposed to have equal proportionate representation down to the single... Voter. Down to one. Down to one. One man, one vote. But they didn't. They didn't, Don. And how do I know they didn't? How can you possibly know something like that, Mike? Because written into the record at the Government Accountability Board was their problem dealing with the unconstitutional congressional maps that they were seeking solutions to because the Republicans in their hubris and haste to cast these maps, get out there, man. We need these maps. Get them done now. Get them done in secret. Get them done off campus. Well, but they also didn't wait for, you know, sort of the topographical maps called the Tiger maps, the accurate community maps. So they used old ones and they did rush forward. And what had happened is some of the baseline communities had grown or changed. As they always do. And they no longer were accurately reflected on the tiger maps that these Republicans used to create the congressional districts here in the state of Wisconsin. And again, how do I know this? How? It's in the record at the Government Accountability Board. Once they made the full document dump and we reviewed, we found them effectively saying, here's how we're trying to solve the problem of the unconstitutional congressional districts right here in the great state of Wisconsin. But anyways... Flash forward 10 years, Tom, and the lawsuit, the legislative lawsuit, the law forward lawsuit doesn't address the congressional maps. And I feel like that's regrettable, Tom, because they're also unconstitutional. They're founded on the same crappy maps. Now, now I, 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 the, I recall that being referenced as garbage in, garbage out. Well, and then they used the least, least change, change formula to institute that garbage for another 10 years. That was the Republican plan, right? That's yes. what the formerly conservative Wisconsin Supreme Court ordered, made the rule of the land. And even though Tony Evers' map actually presented as the least change, and that was their first choice, well, the U.S. Supreme Court got involved, and Hagedorn went all flippy-floppy on his time, and that's where we got the current maps. 
And we know the legislative maps, state legislative maps, well, they've been found unconstitutional because they're, what, the con- the continuity, the contiguousness, whether or not the districts actually contain, you know, all the people of a community, let's say. Or if you got, like, islands of land, they're just grabbing from here or there. Well, that was the finding of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. But, damn, today, today, a new Democratic law firm... And this is not law forward. This is outside the state of Wisconsin, but we've got new litigation challenging the constitutionality of the congressional maps. And six out of eight reduced to three out of four, 75% Republican. Hell no! Wisconsin is not 75% Republican and should not be reflected as such in our congressional representation. Fair maps. Amen, brother. Come back. More devils. of the time, they're right every time. The Devil's Advocate. 2024, welcome back to the Devil's Advocate's radio show. Still fighting to power, though. (laughs) You know it, man. Happy hump day to us all. You can join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. Exciting news today. Another lawsuit being rolled out against the maps in Wisconsin, this time the congressional maps. And Crudy... I like this idea. I love this idea. And the the, the I love this plan. The Elias Law Group. Mark Elias, he's been very successful in his defense of voting rights in this country and his litigation. I like Elias. You know, I always thought though, sort of as a radio duo, you know, I'm sort of Chuck D and you're more <laughs> like Flavor Flav. Yeah. I just need you here for the yeah, boys. <laughs> Ah, yes, he has, I he has, he's got way more style than I do, man. Well, and Flav. He, he does wear a watch. <laughs> Mostly around his neck. Dom, expand your, your worth. You go. I go. All right, let's get to it. Wisconsin, the congressional maps have uh, was drawn according to the least change principle that perpetuated and exacerbated the partisan unfairness that has robbed Wisconsin voters of fair congressional districts for over a decade. Elias Law Group partner Abakana said in a statement provided to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Yes, that sounds about right, and I would agree. I mean, come on, let's get after it. I mean, as Crudy so articulately laid out for everybody, they relied on improper maps, and they built upon that, perhaps built upon a foundation of sand, Crudy. Garbage a in, foundation garbage, of lies. Garbage in, garbage out. And we know, of course, the Wisconsin Supreme Court recently flipped, and that's got the Republicans flipping out. A Republican Party of Wisconsin Chairman Brian Schimming said this. The newly bought and paid for liberal majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court faces yet another test of the public's trust. Do the right thing by leaving the current constitutional maps in place or abandon sound judgment by catering to their left wing out of state donors. Should they choose the latter, we will look forward to the United States Supreme Court taking up the case. The National Republican Congressional Committee. The House GOP's main campaign arm similarly accused Democrats of trying to bend the rules to achieve power. Their quote, Wisconsin Democrats can't win these House seats on their own, so they're focusing on gerrymandering to help themselves instead of running on policies that help Wisconsinites. Yeah, 
focusing on gerrymandering. Well, at least they acknowledge the word gerrymandering, but they're just, of course, doing what Republicans The other do. team does it. Projecting what is exactly what we're trying to get away from is the political gerrymander that we have in the state of Wisconsin that is the worst in the country. Dominic, the motion, the Elias Law Firm motion, argues such a result cannot stand and asks the court to invite parties involved in the previous congressional district map proposals to submit new maps. The Wisconsin Elections Commission and its members are listed as respondents in the motion. And here is a quote. Granting such relief will fulfill the court's constitutional duty to independently adjudicate the validity of Wisconsin's congressional maps Failing to act will double down a now discredited legal principle, that's the least change, and subject Wisconsin voters to a full decade under congressional maps that lack any basis in Wisconsin law. Now, the move comes less than a month after the liberal majority of the state Supreme Court ordered the uh, Republican-controlled state legislature to draw new maps, or what, they're going to draw the maps, Tom? We've got all sorts of map propositions. Oh, yeah. Did you submit any map propositions, Chris? I did not send an amicus <laughs> brief this time. Okay. Friend of the court. You know, friendly, but not, not friend. friend. Uh, now, there is more information out there on the new legislative maps. Is there more to cover here, do you think, on this? No, man, but when Elias comes to town, uh, you know, he usually wins. So this should be interesting. And, of course, timing uh, is going to be tight. Uh, the Republicans, I believe had some deadline passed a couple of days ago on, on their challenges. So now Elias Law Group comes in and files this. And what, what did the Supreme Court say? We needed to have these in by, what, middle of March or something like that? Well, the maps have actually been submitted on the legislative level. Uh, Molly Beck from the Journal Sentinel reporting, nearly every proposal to redraw the state's legislative boundaries would shrink the majority's Republicans hold in the Assembly and the Senate. Most of the seven plans submitted to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, this has already happened, as part of a lawsuit to overturn the current legislative maps, would reduce the number of seats drawn to favor Republicans. The submission from the GOP legislative leaders would retain the status quo. <laughs> yeah, shocking. According to analysis of the proposal from John Johnson, a research fellow at Marquette, uh, Republicans currently hold 64 of 99 seats in the Assembly. That's not quite three quarters, Dom. And 22 of 33 seats in the Senate, a supermajority in that House. The state Supreme Court ruled in a 4-3 decision in December that the current legislative maps were unconstitutional and will consider proposals to change them. Now, Johnson conducted his analysis by applying the proposed maps to the last legislative election in 2022 to see how the proposals might change election outcomes. And some of the submissions filed last Friday, Dom, could have reduced the GOP majorities to as few as 51 seats in the Assembly. Again, they're at 64 now. 51 seats in the Assembly and 17 seats in the Senate, too, preserving the 29-seat majority in the Assembly and 13 seats in the Senate. So, little, there's a... There's a little variance in these seven maps, Tom. <laughs> yeah, there certainly is. Under the submission from Democratic Governor Tony Evers, Republicans would likely hold a 53-46 majority in the Assembly and a 17-16 majority in the Senate. The proposal from Law Forward would create a 50-49 Republican majority in the Assembly and a 17-16 majority in the Senate, according to Johnson. 
Uh, Senate Democrats submitted the plan that would create a 53-46 GOP majority in the Assembly and a 17-16 Dem majority in the Senate. Legislative Republicans submitted the plan that maintains the current GOP majorities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Dom, how do you think they choose? What maps will fit the bill? The constitutional ones, let's hope. But if one presumes that this is not a purely partisan exercise, and I don't think our friends on the right would call it that, what Brian Schumann called this, a bought-and-paid-for court, you know, so right, they're not right. giving them Liberal, any sort of honeymoon. Out of state, you know, donors, all all that thing. No, of course not. And they're, of course. They're, they're laying it on, right? Yes. So how does this court decide, or do they leave it entirely to the exports? And, I mean, whose map? And why does Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty get to submit a map in this case? Oh, couldn't anybody? Everybody gets to send a map? <laughs> I mean, I don't Law know Forward had a map. Criteria. Wisconsin Institute of Law and Liberty to have a, had a map. Yes. Uh, Senate Dems. Yep. Legislative Republicans. Tony Evers. <laughs> who else got a map? Man, I'm talking about the five maps. It's nearly as many congressmen that are Republicans here in the state of Wisconsin. Now, that's... Six out of eight. Three-fourths. Three-fourths. 75%. Uh, uh, no matter what happens, that's got to change. It should be more reflective, obviously. I mean, that's what representative government means. It's representative of the underlying population. That's how it should be. But, you know, now we have to deal with the machinations. It was a Republican who told us, Curdy. Republicans, my colleagues, have no new ideas. So now they're messing with the machination of the votes. February 1st, the highly paid consultants are supposed to give a little statement. And then by March 15th, they're supposed to cast the new maps. But the Elias lawsuit, will there be a kicker? Congressional maps to boot. Ooh, more devil's so. advocates. More Chuck D and Flavor Dom. Fight the power. Big and tall of political talk, the devil's advocates. <laughs> Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. This is a Van Hale of Love and State Time. Which <laughs> album does this one appear on? Uh, oh, Fifty one fifty, it's gotta be. It's <laughs> never it's never OU812. No, it never is. None of the Van Hagar. Do, do we know, up. Nate, what, what album this one comes off of? Let me do some digging. All right, we'll yes. <laughs> Look deep in the oh, it's Van Halen vault. We can. Every time you go on the road, crew, we go drive together. and no, it's, It always happens, especially driving around Wisconsin. It is inevitable at some point. We didn't hear any Van Halen driving around Iowa, although no. we did listen to a lot of the political ads. And as soon such. as we got into Wisconsin, though, we heard some oh, Van yeah, Halen. Van Halen coming <laughs> over that hill, baby. Uh, Dom. Diamond Dave. My preferred Van Halen. Uh, I don't know, though. I nah, like see, some it's of Van tough. Hagar stuff. It's tough. Do you like Van Hagar or Diamond Dave Van Halen? 844-967-2789. Uh, Mark, we see you. We'll let you talk about contiguous districts in just a moment. But I want to talk about Jamie Diamond for just a moment from J.P. Morgan Chase. He's the CEO there. See what I did there? I see what you did there. Uh, he slammed Democratic messaging about MAGA or the Make America Great Again, I feel like he's slamming you, Dom. Me? 
he slammed the messaging about Republicans today, telling Democrats to grow up and listen to supporters of former President Trump. Do you think Diamond found God, or do you think he <laughs> saw the Iowa caucuses and said, you know, there's a chance this guy could be president? Better, better get in line like everyone else. Please tell me more about what Jamie Diamond had to say. Here's a quote. When people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they're basically scapegoating them. That's what he said on the Squawk Box. I don't like how Trump said things about Mexico, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why we're voting for him, Diamond continued. And I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. You should be nicer to me, too, Don. I mean, really, again, I'm quoting Jamie Diamond. <laughs> you got to earn it, man. I mean, really, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? I think this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign, according to JP Diamond. JP Diamond. No, Jamie Diamond from JP Morgan Chase. Thank you for the lectures. Doesn't that guy help crash the economy? Come on. Uh, it, it, I, I agree. To some degree, right? Uh, I, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But if you're, if you're, your first thing you're going to do is start out saying that Joe Biden stole the election from Donald Trump, you know, ah, I don't think so. And if you're going to embrace the Trumpian antics, the Trumpian language, I think is disrespectful, it's derogatory. Uh, you know, he was in court today, literally today, on, on, on whether or not he's going to have to pay more for the continued defamation of his rape victim. Okay, but let's talk about what Joe Biden said Monday night in a fundraising missive, you know, on the former Twitter. Looks like Donald Trump just won Iowa. He's the clear front runner on the other side at this point, Biden said in a post. But here's the thing. This election was always going to be you and me versus extreme mega Republicans. It was true yesterday. It'll be true tomorrow. Jimmy Diamond would say... The president and you, Dom, disrespectful to our fellow citizens. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say certain things. Courtesy respect is earned. And if you're going to engage in an insurrection against this country, if you're going to promote the big lie, if you're going to be uh, perpetuating fraud upon the American people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're going to steal secret documents and hide them, and then lie about saying when you're going to give them back if they had everything. And that's just. Oh, everybody's doing if you're it. You're going Pence to sit there next Biden to. And Trump. Next to Vladimir Putin and question our intelligence agencies over, I don't know why he'd do it, why he would, though. And then well, come let's back. Let's just talk with the surgeons. And then call, talk back, come back and say, oh, I don't know why he wouldn't. And just what? Correct the record and assume none of those things happen. So this is, you want to talk and argue about you know what the capital gains tax should be? I'm down for that. I'm really not down. Short term or long? Long term. <laughs> Long term. I'm really not down for, wow, uh, you know, we seem to be losing elections and there's a whole lot less white people in this country than there used to be. And, uh, you know, this democracy was convenient when we were had, when he had the numbers and we had the power. And now that we maybe don't have that and what we see as our whitewashed nation being, you know, stripped away from us. Now we're going to engage in some authoritarianism and support, you know, the crazy white guy because that's our Christian nationalism. Does Jamie Dimon make a point only through the prism of 2020 hindsight? Remember when Hillary Clinton called, what, the Trump supporters half a basket of deplorables, right? Yeah. Half of them are deplorables. And Trump beat her. And I think in some small part, it was 
that thing that they rallied around the the Hillary. She's looking down our her nose at us as fellow Americans. And I think well, so I mean, many people really, that, but I, I, but, but I think those oh, she t- engaged in name calling. Oh my goodness. Does Mega do that? I mean, come on. Bird brain, meatloaf, whatever. You, come on. Listen to the guy. It's just such pure hypocrisy, Chris. When they go low, we go high. And <laughs> when they go low, we kick them when they're down. Come on. I no, I don't buy that. They're, listen, Mitt Romney. I'll, here's a Republican. Mitt Romney got asked by CNN Manu Raju today, uh, talking about the GOP caucus. I'm talking on my phone right now. Sorry, I can't <laughs> talk to you, Manu. Uh, here's what uh, uh, Manu Raju just asked Mitt Romney about Iowa caucus entrance polls showing the majority of GOP caucusers didn't believe that Joe Biden was elected legitimately. I think a lot of people in this country are out of touch with reality and will accept anything Donald Trump tells them. Romney replied, wow, Mitt Romney, you must, you're, you're, you're mean. You're mean, man. Jamie Dimon wants to talk to you. Here's what else Mitt Romney had to say. You know, Republican Senator Mitt Romney, who voted Outgoing, for retiring. impeachment, Mitt Romney. But these are criticisms of Republicans on Republicans. I'm just reading their words to you and to the audience. Here's what Mitt Romney went on to say. You had a jury that said Donald Trump raped a woman, and that doesn't seem to be moving the needle. There's a lot of things about today's electorate that I have a hard time understanding. Concluded, the one-time Republican standard bearer. Yeah, seems like a long time ago, Mitt. So when you have, and look at the, look at the testimony of the J6, most of the people that will testify against Donald Trump, should we ever get these things to trial, will be Republicans. Acknowledging the crimes and the fraud and the acts or lack of action done by the president. Most of the people who testified at the J6 committee were Republicans. Man, these are their people. I'm just reiterating, and I agree. I agree with those Republicans. I agree. Is that okay? How about if I disagree with those Republicans? I mean, you separate the megas from the quote-unquote regular Mitt Romney Republicans, right? The Paul Ryan Republicans. But they did merge their agendas now, didn't they? You're mean. I'm practical. Your whole F their feelings. <laughs> that really bothers me, Dom. You're... You're not taking into account that they're human beings. They have real feelings. Uh, everyone has feelings. That's fine. Well, okay. So Did Joe I Biden realize- legitimately win the election? I mean, are you going to respect someone who sits here and tells you, oh, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I mean, uh, 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 at what point do you lose respect? Because it's got to be earned, man. I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. But if you're going to act like that, someone sat next to you at the bar stool and just laid a bunch of BS to you, you're going to sit there and say, oh, okay, well, that's, that's, that's nice. Nice talking to I've you. I've hung out with you many times. <laughs> and that would never happen. We would never, ever I allow each other. I shattered a phone screen once. I was so frustrated with your <laughs> ranting. Hey, you got to control yourself, Crudy. But th- this is the point. You and I would never allow each other to get away with that kind of thing. Well, right? there is a Google. <laughs> I mean, that's usually when we argue about a point of view and then we both go to our corners and start Googling. Like, at least we try to find some supportive factor figures. Yes, yes right. evidence, yes. you might call it. We would lo- we like that, yes. And, and But that's the point. And if I happen to be wrong, so rare that is it, I certainly acknowledge that, and you do as well. But we would never let each other sit there and, well, you know, Bernie Sanders really won that election. Yeah, come on, man. Which one? <laughs> Twice, you mean? And and Jamie Diamond, man. I mean, I... you know, I was. We were. We were in the just just to really rant for just a moment. All right, just a moment. Eight four four nine six seven two seven eight nine. We were in the airplane hangar in Santa Monica, California, the night that the Associated Press called California 
for Hillary Clinton before they'd even had a chance to vote. Effectively called the national election. I forget who were the superdelegates that moved, but there were a sufficient number of superdelegates. Hillary won the election or won the nomination before California got to vote. Remember that? And yeah, yeah. We saw Hillary Clinton earlier <laughs> that day, and it was hot as hell. And we waited in and LA. There yeah. had been people waiting in South Central for like four hours in that hot sun, man. Oh, it was hot as hell. And Hillary came out for like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. After all the surrogates and Four all the speeches firing. For, for 10 minutes of Hillary. Yeah, and, that and was she a was long time. Feeling pretty good. And then, you know, we partied with Kelsey and we hung out with uh, L.A. Times husband, Mark, at the bar, right? Yep. And then we said, hell, let's go see what the Bernie Santa Monica rally is going to look like, the post-election rally. Because, you know, and uh, Bernie didn't didn't concede that night, Don. And I found myself very frustrated on the flight back. I'd never been so angry at my guy, Bernie Sanders, because that was the time. It was over. It's over, Bernie. You lost. I wasn't happy about it. But at that point, it had become a reality. Numerically, Hillary had wrapped up the, the nomination. And as much as I kicked and screamed and claimed it was a rigged <laughs> election, it wasn't going to change it. And it took Bernie just a minute, but Bernie came around. And if I recall correctly, Bernie was the only one or one of the few that came around on behalf of Hillary Clinton. To the he state campaigned of for yeah. her. Bernie came here. Bernie gave me a little interview. And that day, someone had screamed from the crowd, we don't want her. We want you, Bernie. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Put him down. And I got like a little three, four minute or with Bernie, a little brief interview. I asked him. I'm not here to talk about that. I said, well. Bernie, I said, I happen to have been in the airplane hangar in Santa Monica the night that you did not concede the nomination. The night the, you did nomination. not concede, right. And Bernie started grinning ear to ear. And I said, Bernie, you could understand if a few of your most ardent supporters, well, they didn't hear you concede, man. You could understand where. And then Bernie gave a very gracious answer and said, no, I'm here for Hillary and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I guess, I don't know what the point is, but. Well, the point is when it, it's fine, and I, I respect and can appreciate that that position. Bernie never called them deplorables. Well, no, I mean I don't remember this kind of name calling, this kind of you know this attitude, the language that is being used now ever, ever. And I was always, and growing up, I was always surprised. It's become us versus them, though. Be it but, but, but by whom? I mean, it's it's come on, man. Just listen. Look at look at how every presidential candidate has spoken from now up until Trump. And then look at the language Trump has engaged in, man. Just not just the name calling, the vitriol, the vermin, right? I mean, you can go down down the line. Down the line. He has, he has lowered the discourse in this country, which is shocking that I even recognize that the discourse has been lowered because I'm not one with for high discourse, Crudy. I'm very basic. You got friends in low places, <laughs> and I'm one of them. 844-967-2789. Mark, hold on. I want to... Give a new voice here on the airwaves, Dave from Muscaday. I think I got that right. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Dave. Yes, uh, uh, hello. What do you got for us, Dave? Right, hello. Yeah, yeah, we're listening. Uh, well, I, I've got, I've got two solutions to uh, a couple problems here: uh, electric vehicles and immigration. Well, I didn't realize we were discussing either, but go ahead, give us some solutions since you got some well, we can some get, problem we solving. Can get all the 
Yes, we could solve that problem. We could get all the illegals to push those EVs around. Is that a clever? Is that a funny, Dave? I'm looking for the funny here. That's I think it's that's the a, that's the funny. That's the funny. Hey Dave, uh, I, I'm curious, real quick. There is a headline. There are headlines out today suggesting that uh, there might be a Senate deal on the border. But Speaker Johnson of the House said I, now is not the time. Oh, we I lost put him. him on pause. So might oh, might have been my fault. Might have might have had a fat thumb. Sorry about that, Dave. Call us back. Love to know your thoughts on making a deal with the Republican now is not the time for a comprehensive border deal says speaker johnson says speaker johnson now is not the time when is the time now is not the time to discuss legalizing marijuana no. now is not the time gun to safety talk about- no can't do that no no now is not the now time. is not the time no it's always the right time when you're listening to the devil's advocates that's exactly what we do here but i do question the wisdom of making it us against them and i get it but joe biden man do you you got to call them deplorables effectively. He didn't. Well, he's calling them mega. That's what they call themselves. Mega extremists. Yeah. You call them maggots. I don't like that either. That's a little too much. You know, because I have standards. <laughs> That's when. When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Join us on the lines, 844-967-2789. Crude, I would make the distinction that not all Trump supporters are the maggots, as, as I have occasionally referred to the mega movement. Our, our, our fine host from the tower shot, shot tower in when we were in Dubuque. Tanya. Tanya was a Trump supporter. I did not take her to be any sort of extremist, crazy, three percenter, you know, proud boy type. You know what I'm saying? So there is a speci- there is a difference between she was very nice to us. A difference between a a regular quote unquote Republican and you know the guys that crapped, she was going to rally the for guys Trump that, that night. crapped on. Well, the, the Trump supporters are going to rally for Trump, Crudy. So what? Did she did she engage? Did she go and crap all over the Capitol, man? You know what I'm saying? Did she bear spray some cops? Th- there's a difference. I haven't checked her social media pages for such activities, <laughs> right. Tom. All right. But you don't know that she didn't, if she is Trump supportive. Let, let me ask you. We had a nice conversation with, with Tanya, and they were very nice to us. They hosted us for the entire Because they're, they're in business, man. Everyone and, wants and to. I yeah, tip yeah, well. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it was a symbiotic relationship that night. Oh, a lot of commercial transactions are like that. Would you have called her a maggot? No. You probably wouldn't if she say had, that if, to if her. she had if she had Nazi you know signal uh paired family on her Facebook page, yes, I would. What what about you what, what about saying? the guy sat next to at the diner? Thomas. Thomas, F Joe Biden guy. Yeah. Well if you're an F, a maggot? if you're an F Joe Biden guy, you're probably a maggot. Yeah, of course. If you're gonna be like that, then I'm gonna be like that. I you don't you don't get a pass. You don't get to do that, and I can't do it back to you. You didn't say anything to you. No, I know, but you're if, not Joe Biden. If you're an F Joe your... Biden, if you're, come on, give me a break. F you Joe, never said if F you're going to walk. Of course, I have. That's fine. And what do they think of me? I'm a whatever, whatever, whatever. I can Marxist, take it. They don't, they don't even enemy know what of the, the state. Marxist, socialist, progressive, Democrat. They don't even know what they're talking about half the time. So agreed. Okay. So that so, doesn't but I'm, but rationalize but I'm supposed, your but I'm supposed to what, respect the ignorance. I'm supposed to acknowledge. 
that you don't know the difference between socialism and communism and capitalism? I have no problem with you arguing someone's ignorance or, or knowledge. But, but you're but you're insane. You're saying you're suggesting, or at least Jamie Dimon is suggesting, that I should treat that as an equal and fair opinion. All things are equal. That that's your opinion. That's my opinion, right? But there well, is that. you know that <laughs> I don't. Think the, all the, people's the, opinions are equal because <laughs> you've met CJ. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Now I get it. I, I I and and like the, the gentleman that we talked to again when we're out there, man, Curdy, one of your one of your superpowers is really doing doing the man on the street stuff, the woman on the street, the recording. You're so nice. You're so gentle with them, and you let them go, and and, and you take them, and we don't you don't challenge them, which is. Probably. There were only so many diners at the Sunshine <laughs> Restaurant that morning. If I wasn't nice, we wouldn't have the sound. I know. I get it. I get it. But a, a, if we were to spend more time and try to dig deeper into it, yes. I, I don't know that, you know, when someone says, oh, we had a maid back then, I, I mean, I'm, you know, back when Trump was president and we were in the midst of a worldwide pandemic and economic depression, uh, I mean, I don't know that it was great. I'd like to dig a little deeper into that. Maybe he still had a job then. Maybe his life was better. Again, so many of these people through their own perspective. Well, most people but think when through their Hillary own perspective. Hillary called them deplorables. So many of them embraced that moniker, right? Because they felt somehow outside. They felt like outsiders. Okay, so when calls when, when I'm called crooked media or leftist thugs and those kinds of things, I, I, that's, you're a public figure. Take it. <laughs> well, so that's that's the that's the, that's the breakthrough. Trump could damn near defame your ass, <laughs> take you into the Bergstroms, uh-huh. treat you bad, and then mm-hmm. lie about it mm-hmm. and probably get away with it because you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. So is that that's what breaks it down? Come on, of course that's ridiculous. Uh, I, I'm 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 the mirror man. I'm gonna give you right back what you give me. You're nice and respectful and cool to me. I'll be right that back at you. You're going to be a POS, and you better be ready for it because I will bring it, and it won't be nice. And I'm not. I'm not. So I don't have to be nice to people that are not nice to me. You know what I'm saying? How how do you reach across and someone wants to punch you in the nose, and you're gonna be, oh, sorry, excuse me. Well, I saw Trump reach across and handshake Putin there in Helsinki. <laughs> Is that what he did? Well, it was some sort of a reach across. <laughs> 844-967-2789. Generally, I'm not down for the name calling, man. But, I mean, look at look at who the Republicans have elevated up as their president or nominee again. A if rapist, I'm... fraud. I mean, what do you want to I mean, is it is it is it mean to call him a rapist? Is, it, is that mean or is that fact? I believe it's sexual battery. Pretty sure the judge says rape. 844-967-2789. Mark from the SAC, you're up. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Mark. Well, yeah, of course it's, 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 it's not mean to call Donald Trump a, a rapist because he did sexually assault that woman, as, as he's probably done in the past other women that haven't come forward. It wasn't just, let's remember, it wasn't just Stormy Daniels. Didn't, didn't uh, David Pecker of the National Enquirer actually, um, you know, Squash stories that people, catch people didn't come up with stories on Donald Trump. Yeah. The catch and kill on those stories about all, all Donald, you know, uh, much, many more of Donald Trump's sex capades in this whole thing. So I mean that, and you know, getting to the maps, you know, which I originally called in on that um, the maps, the conservative position on on our, our our legislative and congressional maps should actually be in conformity with with the Constitution and with the law. And that should be the conservative position. If it says contiguous and compact, that should be the conservative position. And accepting the maps or anything but that is a violation of the Constitution. 
I mean, it's pure and simple. And, they, and the congressional maps, I can remember this when the congressional maps got drawn. I can remember that being mentioned in the press that the maps, you know, that did not take into account the new municipal boundaries. And so those maps should have been tossed out by, you know, if they were honest conservatives and not just, you know, partisans, they should have rejected those maps, say the maps have to be in comportment with the law. I mean, it reminds me that back when I was, you know, that um, I had a communications you know, thing for work that I had to do, and I had to hand out surveys to people to decide whether, you know, my flexibility or inflexibility. And at work, the people said I was very inflexible, and the people <laughs> on my personal side said I was very flexible. Well, my job entailed accounting, and that there's there's not a whole lot of flexibility there when you're, you're crunching the numbers. I mean, the numbers say one thing, and that's what it's got to be. And, you know, for the people outside of it, I was you know, willing to help out with things and, you know, that uh, on the personal side with stuff. And But that there's a certain thing that these guys are, if, if you are truly a conservative, your, your baseline should be the Constitution. And that's how I would challenge the conservatives on our Supreme Court. What did the Constitution say? And you were not, the, the maps we had for legislatively were not in comportant with the Constitution. You look at the maps they were showing us, and you can clearly <laughs> see they were not contiguous. Mark, I would just say, you know, on the numbers side of it, and you can crush a few numbers in my time, uh, if you don't know where it is, it's meals and entertainment. That's where you put it. Thanks for the call, man. Got a few on the text line. Dom, can I have a hallelujah? Completely agree, Kurt. That seems odd to me, Kurt. <laughs> Dom, you lie. I was and remain a big fan with nothing but love for you and Crudy. I met you at the coin and derided me with the Shorewood crap talker. <laughs> I guess he's calling you something of a crap talker yourself. Thank you. Appreciate Come back. It. A happier happy hour.